So as a practitioner of user experience design, how do you summarize this stuff and put it in a portfolio? What do you show? What do you, what do, you do? Like when you look around and, and, and explore design out in the world, what kind of stories do you share? What kind of uh, objects and representa- representations do you see of design? And I think there are a lot of designers who have a strong narrative in this space and are observed quite a bit because of that, who practice visual design. And I think there's overlap in user experience and visual design, definitely. Uh, I think the user experience aspect comes with more of the, uh, the principles, the purpose of what, why is this system here and how does it serve, who it's meant to serve, and how can it be created to make them successful and included. And uh, what remains is, is, is credible from a concept and structure standpoint. So you've, ha- you've got the information architecture, the flow, the journey. All these things are supported in the, the system that gets actually put into the world. How do you... Like, so visualizing that, visualizing conceptual work, it's not visual design, really. I mean, you're, you're, you have, as, in a way, it's like you've done your homework to present an idea. And the homework can take so many shapes. It's like you think about, well, you did field research and gathered data and then found a way to summarize the data and whatnot. And so depending on what you're doing and creating, it's very rare that you can actually share those raw materials with the outside world. Okay. So that's not not the strongest or most readily available candidate for for your work to share. Okay. Hmm. So especially if you want it to be visual. Uh, so like the summary report, maybe, maybe it's possible to share a redacted version of it. Um, how, how does that, this is where I get suspicious. Does that really help anyone seeing a redacted version of a report? Um, I don't know. And that's my puzzle is that there's to really show the, the inclusive, practice and the work of being a user experience designer, depending on which of the many possible hats you wear, which could be a lot or a few. Uh, the, the challenge of saying, well, right, facilitating workshops, facilitating sessions where people set their titles at the door and they, they, got, they came together as best they could with, with their skills and their curiosity and their empathy. And we did some exploration and problem solving and have what we think is a credible um, thing to investigate. We've got some questions and we have even potentially defined a minimum viable product. Okay. How does that look in a picture? (laughs) So, you know, like we could do some clip art. Maybe you had permission to photograph the group or whatnot. Maybe even then you're, you have permission to share it from the organization. What does that picture tell anybody? Maybe anything? It's it's a puzzle, right? So I believe that somehow the presenting some kind of credibility related to user experience is mostly storytelling. And then having a, a smittering of some kind of 
visual reinforcement for storytelling and then having some, some key points to help others navigate through it. This is where I'm landing right now. I mean, I've experimented with, I've tried some, I tried, I've tried case studies. Um, I've tried, uh, you know, more visual portfolio because I happen to also, yeah, I do. I'm an illustrator. Um, and I do incorporate that in my user experience work because I, I, well, I like to express ideas visually and I find it useful as well. And so that shows up when I do visual note taking and, uh, and when I add, um, visual figures and elements to a, um, to a document, whatever that might be. Um, some analysis, a report, a, um, a presentation, summarizing things, a pitch to, um, to recommend a path forward, all sorts of things that I'll just sprinkle in the visual stuff. And so of that, it's like how much of it is shareable. So I think there's, there's, there's a couple of key problems of this. It's, it's the, what's shareable (laughs) when you, when you do work for organizations and the answer is not much, typically. So then there's the um, the placeholderness aspect of it. So generating stories that are shareable that don't reveal any secrets, but enough of a story to de- to describe a general situation and then the work you did with it, and then some somehow outcomes related to that work because. A lot of folks look for credibility and quality signal from numbers. So how do you do that? I know I'm kind of murking up my, my narrative in this here too, but I think you've got uh, a need to abstract it away a little bit, but still tell a clear story, provide some extra detail as credible evidence that doesn't reveal secrets. Okay. Hmm-hmm. But now, okay, so you have to create a story about a bunch of your work or many, well, many little stories about a bunch of your work, the different things you've done and, you know, make that, put it in a shareable format, but then the share, it needs to be consumable. And that's the last element of it. So, uh, what's, what is, um, what's, what's shareable, what's useful and how can, how can it be usable? Maybe those are the three things, shareable, usable, and useful, some combination of that. And the, the, the difference between usable and useful is that if people find it and arrive at it, that the, the thing itself helps. So if someone comes to a, um, like a mini case study in your portfolio, they can say, oh, okay, this is how you frame problem solving, whatever, and that's useful. But how do they get there in the first place? Like if someone wants to find only a case study that pertains to physical products versus digital or pertains to some other really important word they care about. How do you provide that navigation? And here's, ah, there's the fourth aspect as well. So, okay, let's, let's keep this straight here. So you've got, uh, organized, you've got usable, useful, and, um, shareable. And then, this other thing. There's a trick to the usability aspect. You can make uh, your portfolio have um, some, like, have a f- general friendliness to it as far as, okay, you're not hitting everyone with all the details all at once. You didn't put everything on the homepage. There's a progressive disclosure. You've organized something enough 
to provide a couple paths through it, and you have a some some general idea of your audiences. Oh, this is you know, like uh, your your site is here to serve people who are looking for designers for these different problems, and you've got it organized by those different problems or the kind of behaviors and needs that this these audiences have. Generally, that's great. So you've solved a solved a general portfolio challenge, and that might be the best you can hope for, for just a general web presence portfolio. Because the next challenge is the specificity. And within your experience, there are probably things that create such a strong signal of relevance and clarity for some organizations, but not for others. And yet you still might be a great resource for the not for others group, or at least some of them. And now you have the puzzle of, well, I have a generally usable, et cetera, portfolio, but ah, I want this role at this place. And so I don't know if there's a way to solve that except for having some kind of executive summary version of your portfolio that you would include as you're working towards, you know, being of service in these different places. And then maybe it makes sense to share that version of it in small venues, small venues where that audience is. Otherwise, um, you know, so maybe there's a way to share it on LinkedIn with a particular tag or what have you, or it's probably more, more likely an email attachment that's associated with a role that you're working to uh, be recognized as and, and become a candidate for. So you got to think of that. And this is where my, my last point. My last point is that this whole exercise is saying that your portfolio is a design exercise in and of itself. And it has some constraints that relate to um, both general audiences and specific audiences. And probably one form of it will not solve all the needs. I don't know if it's even possible. Uh, I've seen some clever clever things that, that folks have done where they add a little bit of... Uh, um, dynamic behavior to their portfolio, or maybe it, it pulls data and is sort of uh, uh, populated differently based on if someone clicks on a link from the, that has, you know, one parameter on it versus a link that has a different parameter on it. And these parameters are associated with I mean, uh, essentially a campaign or a particular uh, desired role, what have you. That's cool. I mean, not a, not a bad solution. Um, I don't know though, like let's, and I'm not here to critique that idea either. I think, I do think it's interesting. It has some potential use. It might be fit for you if you're into creating some, you know, dynamic software that represents your portfolio. So potential uh, path there, but more importantly, the point I was, uh, I'm exploring is how do you, think of your portfolio as a design problem? And how do you think of your portfolio systemically then? So who are the potential audiences? What are your goals? What are their goals? And how can, you know, what, what's their vocabulary and the kind of things they're looking for to, what, what are they trying to learn, right, as, as part of their, their goals? What are actually you trying to learn about them as part of your goals? Because that, you know, looking for a, um, place to be of service to, to, to be a contractor or an employee or whatever arrangement you're seeking, uh, whatever role you're seeking 
um, there's matchmaking on both sides. And hopefully you're thinking of, of your questions as well. So I don't have a, and maybe this is another up, this, maybe I'll do another update at some point about how I think of my portfolio as that, that kind of, um, how I think of it as a design problem. Um, this is, this is sort of a sketchy where I'm currently at and how I'm thinking of it. And I do think that with, with my current business work and the things that I'm putting into the world, I totally need to redo my portfolio again. But, uh, and that's the, that's the other challenge too, is that this, you know, what, what's a, what's your capacity for, for keeping it up to date. And so a simpler, mechanism probably is better than a complex mechanism. Probably. I don't know. It's better for you as far as the amount of maintenance and upkeep. But then again, maybe having it all in one one spot is good enough. So whatever it is, um, hopefully this is useful food for thought for you to think it through. And um, maybe this has given you an idea for how to tackle your portfolio as a design problem. Well, this has been another update of the Polytechnicast. I am Rob Stenzinger, and I'm an interactive designer and practitioner of UX. I'm a, I'm a generalist. I wear a lot of, a lot of hats. Love to um, ex- just be a, of service to help, uh, help teams with you know, creating a, a learning machine affected by their audience and including themselves and the, the, everyone else involved in making the system happen and working out that uh, that collaborative mechanism and and learning machine that that helps everyone just do better things for who you're trying to uh, who you're trying to help with your product or service. So, yeah, um, check out uh, my portfolio is at, in its current state is at robstenzinger.com. Right now, it helps link to the the projects I'm working on, and uh, that can that's things like I, I'm coaching. I have um, a, a store with some workshops in it. I also teach at Skillshare and whatnot as well. All sorts of handy things. See what I'm up to at robstenzinger.com. So if you have any questions, reactions, thoughts about this post in this series of the Polytechnicast, which is part of the Art Sound Off Creative Challenge, learn more about that by going to artsoundoff.com. You can reach me via email where I am rob at shieldsstenzinger.com or on the social sites where I am just Rob Stenzinger. Thank you very much for listening.